0: But um
1: are you ready to record? Why why do you always breathe so deep when I call you?
2: I told you already, dude. I'm in the Hampton spending the weekend with my family and I want you to stop <laughs> calling me. I need you to leave me uh, oh, Leave me and listen to me, Jared. Listen to me. Okay. Leave leave me and my family alone. This is the last time, I'm telling you. I'll record with you tomorrow.
1: Okay, bye. Uh, Okay. This season of good is sponsored by Kessler Crane, manufacturers of innovative tools for filmmakers. Make sure to check out KesslerCrane.com. That's K-E-S-S-L-E-R-C-R-A-N-E.com for more info.
2: This season of good is also sponsored by Musicbed. Musicbed has been changing the game when it comes to music licensing for filmmakers through curating the best indie music in the world. We personally use them all the time, so make sure you do too. For more info, check out musicbed.com. Now here's the show. Hey everyone, my name is Jared Hogan. And I'm Christian Schultz. And this is Good.
1: whoa whoa we're here um
2: you guys are excited
1: it's been a while man i feel like we've just been on different Uh, planets
2: yeah i'm so sorry yeah man i'm just getting closer and closer to having a baby and everything just starts ramping up yeah start taking more classes start doing more (sighs) lamas. that was just (laughs) They teach you this thing in Momaz where this, you know, when you're having a contraction. Sorry, we're going to talk about having birth real quick. When you're having a contraction, you're supposed to find a focal point, like, just in front of you and do your breathing, but just focus on that point, whatever it is. (laughs) And so we were in the class, and we're practicing with, like, all these other couples and everything. It's pretty awkward. And then, you uh, you know, my wife just starts staring at me doing, like, breathing. And I was like, why are you staring at me? And she's like, you're my focal point. Wow. <laughs> and I was that's like, beautiful. that's probably the sweetest thing I've ever had, my, I've ever heard in my whole life. But, you know. Yeah. I mean, me aside from the show. fact
1: that she was like that. forced to choose something.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and I was standing in her way.
1: <laughs> <laughs> she had no choice.
2: But she said it's so sweet. She said, you're my focal point. Oh, that's really sweet. And if you know my wife, you know how sweet that is. That's sweet. But yeah, man, I'm excited to be. Uh, talking to you again and and having a good guest this week uh, who has uh, recently just been nominated for a Grammy, correct? Yeah. For Best Music Video uh, for the Leon Bridges River music video, I think it was. That is correct, yeah. Um, it's an amazing video. It's an amazing video. So if you haven't seen that, I would go ahead and pause the show. Go watch that video. We talk about it a little bit. Uh, but just so you can get a Get a sense of, of who our guest is today And Jared, who's our guest? Uh, Miles J Yeah, it says it right there in the title So I guess we should stop doing just that Just to reinforce, though <laughs> Yeah Miles. But yeah, we uh, we talked about a lot of things What did we talk about, Jared? Uh, we
1: talked about I, I think my one of my like favorite topics That we kind of covered was uh, Just hearing about Miles on set I thought was really interesting Yeah, Kind true. of how he conducts himself How he interacts with people Yeah It was really interesting yeah. um anyway uh here's our conversation uh miles dude thanks for uh making this work we've been we've been trying to do this for a long time so thanks for being flexible
2: no all
0: good yeah thanks you guys thanks for having me
2: you sort of feel like getting in getting uh, in touch with like an indiana jones or something
0: is that, <laughs> like
2: do you feel that way at all uh
0: no no i don't Wait, know does miles is miles indiana jones
2: I wish, yeah. Right, like we're trying to get in touch with him uh, for like a secret like mission oh, yeah. or something, but it's just really hard, you know, doing it the the way we're doing it. Yeah, yeah. I'm
0: trying to have like more of a normal life. It's like I've been like putting putting a lot of effort into like being home, which is a new thing. Less, Indiana <laughs> less Indiana Jones like less Indiana Jones, more like sitting at home and <laughs> like sitting at a desk all day and be like, okay, yeah.
1: Um, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Appreciate your patience.
1: Well, tell me tell me about um. Tell me about growing up in Canada. I, I feel like there is uh, this whole crop of people that are from Canada that are very cool. Are you, and I feel like you guys all know each other. Is that true or is that We amazing? have like secret
0: meetings and basically our secret <laughs> meetings, we like all get together and we eat like poutine and then we say like, how are we going to take all these American jobs? We're going to like physically figure out how to take all the jobs in America. And then we like come down and then we like take one city and then we start spreading out to different parts yeah, of the country. Yeah, yeah. And then we just get uh, a green card. Like no one even knows we're taking their jobs, you know. And then we just go back home, and, we're like, wow. and then it's all good. like, "Oh, I hurt myself." And then Canada's like, "Come back!" I'm like, "Okay, cool." Yeah, Chill. it's working. Uh, yeah, like grew up in Canada. You know, I grew up in Vancouver, um, and yeah, like Vancouver's like a super lovely city. You know, it's just beautiful. There's like a, f- you know, I kind of grew up in like a family that was like all involved in film, so that was like a very you know that was uh in what way my dad directs episodic television my sister's a director okay. my stepmom was like was a post producer and my mom was like a props master so like <laughs> i was like either like growing up like Jeez. on with on set with my dad or it was like like my, my mom was like the props master on um like happy gilmore so we were like i remember like clearing like the beer cans out of those like hats and shit like you know it was just like my you know it was like it was just like how I grew up and I was like, I am never gonna work in film. Like, fuck this industry. Because I, I guess from, from a first hand point of view, I was like, wow, look how hard this is. Um, like how hard yeah. you have to work and how like difficult it is. Like, you know, my parents were like doing well. You know, they were divorced when I was really young, but it was like, they weren't necessarily wealthy, but you're like raised by nannies basically. You know, it's like, Yep. you just because they were never home you know they're always working so you kind of like get, I, from a very early age I was like okay cool this is like the level of dedication you have to have to to yeah. do it but yeah no I do not I this like weird I don't know my dad you know tells me I was like conceived in a film trailer in Hollywood I was like okay <laughs> like, like, and when it was like his first job and it was weird it was like and then my first like job was like a camera assistant was like on this TV show and this Western thing when I was like seventeen, and he like shot his like first show in Canada at the same location. Mm-hmm. There's like some weird shit like that, but anyways, yeah, grew up in Canada was cool. It just was like it's a small pond, so it's like easy to meet people and you know and um, kind of get things going. But, like Vancouver is very much a um, Vancouver is very much a um, uh, like technician town, you know. So it's like it's not really. Yeah, yeah. Um, hmm. There's not really much, like, you know, I, I know some directors that have come out there that are, like, really talented. I just don't think there's much of, like, a, a scene as there is, like, in Toronto or, or especially, like, in Montreal. Yeah. Like, obviously, Quebec has, like, their own f- film community, which has done, like, some of the best directors going right now. Um yeah. So, yeah, Vancouver is more like you learn how to be a technician, and then there was like, okay, you do this for, like, 10 years, and you do this for, like, 10 years, and I was like, wow, like, yeah. I don't want to wait, like, 12 years to be a focus puller. like. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I yeah. kind of, like, paid my dues right. a bit on set to, like, kind of, you know, definitely pulled cable in the mud for, like, many yeah. long nights and did all that kind of shit. Just so I could, like, you know, you kind of get, get your hands dirty, and then you're like, okay. Yeah. There's only really one passage so if
2: you had that if you had that kind of view going into it like you didn't want to do it what was the thing that
0: uh, ultimately kind of drew you into it I think just doing it I think like you know it's like a cliche but like it's, like you know filmmaking's like this little drug you know especially short short form stuff yeah. like the the tricky thing is, is like everyone gets addicted to this like short form filmmaking because it's like you're like, oh, I'm bored, and this little thing comes along, and you're like, oh, yay, and then you're like, oh, I get to go there. Oh, cool, and then you do it, and you're like, yay, and then, like, you make it, and everyone's like, yay, and then you go home, and you're like, oh. <laughs> and, and then you're like, and, like, you know, uh, obviously, like, a lot of people in my level of career and my friends, everyone's, like, trying to, you know, start getting their, like, movie, movies going and what have you, and that's, like, just right. a, it's, like, a, just a totally different perspective, and you have to have a lot of patience and, and what have you. But, yeah, I don't know, just, man, just, like, it's just fucking filmmaking super fun. It's it's tricky because it was like right. for me it was like it was really stressful for a while just because it was like you like uh, it wasn't it wasn't fun at the beginning it was just like fuck it's like there's all this pressure my sister was making really cool stuff my my dad was like give me edit notes and I felt like I disagreed with them it was like weird you know it's like your dad's like you know with weird dad uh, and so it was like for a long time it was like I don't think I was just making stuff That it was like I don't know, uh, not necessarily for like other other people, but it was just like making stuff that was like, this is what it would like be good for my career or you know like X Y and Z, and it was like it was it was you know that I had a very good base to kind of start in filmmaking. Like my dad was kind of like, look. I'm never gonna call someone for you to get your job. We're never gonna call anybody to, like help you. But like, here's my Rolodex. <laughs> and, like, you can call anybody, and like, they might like me. They might not. <laughs> like, see what happens. Um, <laughs> right. And I remember like just trying to get like a job as a camera assistant when I was like 18 or something. Um, I finally called like this one DP and he was like yeah after like five calls he's like yeah whatever just fucking come <laughs> I was like okay cool so then I get there and then he's like, <laughs> he's, like on on set and I'm like just camera pa and he's on this like western music video like some weird fucking thing and um he he like pulls up his shirt and he shows me this scar and I was like dude what's that he's like my first day on set your dad and I were making a ski film and he said hey hold this tripod and I went down the Ski hill with a tripod and cut my neck open. <laughs> and so I was like, what? what? And then he was like, There's just one fucking rule on set. There's one fucking rule. I like, What's that? He's like, You don't cry on set. You cry in your car on the way home like a real man. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, oh my I was gosh. Like, okay. Cool. um Yeah. So I don't know. It's like, wow. it, uh, it, it definitely. And you're like, Dude, I want to do this. Yeah. This I was is like, awesome. <laughs> I'm super excited to like be labeling tapes in the camera truck when you're patterning your balls. Like, that's really fun. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but um yeah i think you know it was like it's been beneficial like obviously being second generation film it's just was like it's yeah. you know, it's i'm uh, very lucky to have that i don't think it really kind of like there's not like relationships that i had that like were instilled that like you know uh i kind of took a very different path um but yeah. it's definitely really very helpful it was, it was a bit harder to kind of like start disagreeing with a bunch of people and kind of establishing your own voice, which I think is like, was kind of tricky. By no means I'm like living in like some shadow or whatever, but it's like, just like, Oh, I don't like your idea necessarily for that note and this one or what have you. So, you know, and obviously that's just like a period of like getting older and getting more More experience and and stuff, more experience. And yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So I would assume, you know, people hear that you grew up in like a kind of a film family And yeah, like what you said, like you get like the Rolodex or whatever, but what are more like intangibles that you feel like you're able to kind of pick up?
0: Yeah, I think like the the most crucial thing that I like learned growing up was like, you know, um, a just like, I guess like, well, my mom just like showed me like exposed me to like the most beautiful cinema when I was like really young, you know, she showed me like the elephant man when Mm -hmm. I was like seven and I was like, this is fucking traumatizing. (laughs) This is the scariest (laughs) show I've ever seen. Um, and then, you know, so my mom kind of, like, really exposed me to, like, filmmaking and, like, cinema and, and whatever, more from just, like, a creative point of view. My dad just, like, I would always just hang out with him. I would just, like, go sit yeah. on set. And it was, like, it wasn't necessarily, like, learning craft from him. It was more, like, learning how to deal with people. Um, yeah. And I think that's, like, kind of the hardest part of filmmaking. At the end of the day, it's, like, the work's, like, easy. It's just getting people together and making them, like, all motivated. And sometimes, you know, I'd be sitting and I'd be, like, I hear someone like talk shit about my dad, <laughs> and that's like a weird thing because you'll be like, "What?" Yeah. And then you realize that like, and then you realize when you're that crew member, which I was, when the, you don't feel like the director is, knows what he's doing. Not that there was ever the case of my, with my father, but it was like you stop, you you work like twenty percent slower, you know, um, yeah. and you work like a little less, you know, and then that kind of can like become a bit of a, a disease on on set, and can kind of like trickle. And other people. So what I guess really with my dad is like, he just, you know, he never sits down and he works his ass off and everyone around him just goes like, fuck, like, he brings a lot of energy and, you know, and people want to work for him because he just worked really hard, you know, and I guess I kind of take that perspective and, you know, I kind of was mainly an athlete all high school. Um, yeah. And, you know, I was never like the best at basketball, but I just like was the guy who would die for the ball first and, you know, ended up being the captain yeah. of all these teams just because it was like I just worked harder. And I think with filmmaking it's the same thing. It's like I walk on set, you know, it was like my first like major job in the US was like twenty-three and I was like, hey everybody <laughs> And it was like what? <laughs> I remember like walking to my first like uh, meeting and they were like I walked in, I'm like, hey. I just got off this plane and I went to LA, and then they were like, "Cool, they're like we'll take two cappuccinos, a latte, and I'm like." Mm. I was like, "Okay, great." <laughs> so I'm like, when got all the coffee, and then I came back, I was like, "Let's do this!" And like, "Wait, you're the fucking director?" And I was like, yeah. <laughs> um, so, "You know, I think it's just like motivating people to work for you, and I think that's something I, I learned like that's pretty intangible because yeah. you're just like seeing it, you know." And I think like that's a, a pretty you know, filmmaking a team sport. So yeah, for sure.
1: So, so take me, Miles, take me back to. Um... Yeah, did you go to film school?
0: Yeah, like I had kind of like a weird serendipitous thing, I guess I was like such an athlete, and then um, I had a TV production class in high school, and my sister had kind of gone through it and had done really well, and it was like kind of intimidating also just to like, my sister had done like really beautiful films, and um, and then like one guy who had gone through a, a couple years ahead of me was on that Steven Spielberg reality show, <laughs> I don't remember, remember that, it was, like, on the lot no. or whatever. It was, like, Steven Spielberg had this, like, filmmaking reality TV show. And one of the guys who was on it was from my high school and from that TV production company. So it, was like it became, like, really <laughs> stressful. You're like, in high school and you're, like, could you be as good as this guy? And you're, like, oh, God, I hope so. Um, <laughs> but I kind of, like, was making films in high school. We had, like, you know, VHS cameras and, you know, all that kind of classic shit. Um, yeah and you no know, one was like at that level was you know by grade 12 I started like having films that were like winning like Vancouver student awards and all that kind of kind of stuff you know and then I was really geared up to go to um a U.S. school I was like you know NYU or USC or UCLA kind of done all the tours was really kind of like just like yeah this is what I need to do and you know had like the top top grades and was hoping to get a scholarship whatever and I'm getting like a I was in a on a soccer team when I ended up getting like an eye injury or like a soccer ball on the face. And it's like the second time this happened to me, but like the soccer ball hit my eye and all the blood vessels popped in my eyeball. So then I like of my eyes, uh, the first time it happened when I was like eight, it like your eye just goes like all blurry. This time it just was like white. And then I got up and they looked at my eye and there was like no pupil. And basically what happens is like all the blood vessels pop and your pupil goes away. And I was like, I need to fucking go to the hospital right now. And they're like, No, just sit down. And I was like, no. I, was like I don't even know what it like fucking means. Like, I, this is my career. I was like, I need my eyeball, and uh, I was like, I need depth perception. And and um, anyways, I went there, and and then in the at the hospital, they were basically like, It's the second time this has happened. They're like, You have to basically like not move your eyeball so the blood can drain. Out of your eye to get your vision back. What? <laughs> yeah, so it was like they're like okay. It was like grade twelve right before my SATs, and they're like you can't move oh your my eyeball. Gosh. So suddenly I was like out and went back to school, like missed my SATs, like missed everything, and I was like just trying to scrape to like stay to go to even Canadian schools. So then I then I ended up getting rejected from like <laughs> basically like all the schools I wanted to go to in Canada. Well, not all of them. I wanted to go to Concordia with all my friends, and like UBC rejected me, and then the, the Toronto University Ryerson accepted me which was like, a, it's like a, you know, it's a good program, yeah. whatever. And a lot of strong people come out of it. But it was definitely like, maybe like my like eighth choice. <laughs> <laughs> and then I went there and they like, I was like, I got, I was like, fuck, what am I doing here? Um, you know, but yeah. in those four years, it's like film school is like you have free labor and you have uh, yeah. deadlines. And as we all know, like deadlines is probably one of the best things to have for making. Yes. Mm-hmm. yeah um and then like a bunch of f- free labor and luckily I, w- I hooked up with like a couple like talented cinematographer I worked with and a talented production designer, and we kind of just stuck together and made some made some work for four years and then my last year, my thesis film won like the student um award at TIFF, um and then I had a music video that was like shortlisted for the young directors awards in cannes, so that kind of just like was like cool you know kind of just like. Started there, So, you know, I came out with no school debt, and I feel like it all kind of worked out. Yeah. (laughs) But it was like a, you know, just a sock on the face kind of changed everything, weirdly. (laughs) (laughs) I I always thought
2: it was weird how, like, I always thought it was weird how, like, injuries, because I've had a similar kind of situation. Like, I've broken my tailbone seven times. Wow. And it's all been in, like, the strangest, like, (laughs) the strangest, like, accidental ways. It's it's just funny how, like, my... Yeah, like, my tailbone is, like, attracted to just breaking itself in strange ways. <laughs> so I'm always trying to, like, figure out the, uh, the correlation between, like...
0: <laughs> I remember my friend, was I swear, like, dude. we were going cliff jumping in Vancouver and, like, you go, like, basically, like, you get boats and you go up, like, the coast and it's, like, super beautiful and there's this, like, one cliff and it's, like, whatever, 30 meters and then there's, like, a 40-meter one. And my friend, you have to, like, basically jump and not see the water and it's called, like, the grave digger. And I remember my friend yeah. just jumped and froze and, like... He's frozen like a seat position. Just broke his tail in the water. Oh my and god! I like, and I was, I was like, yeah. I was like, this is why I'm just going to like hang out on the rocks where like the girls are drinking beer. <laughs> this is not. Is this
1: no. uh, pre pre soccer ball in the eye or post
0: soccer ball in the eye? This is pre. Yeah, this is. Uh, oh, okay. I, the weird thing about that soccer thing was like it just kind of like it was once you kind of like take something away, you realize like you realize how much not just your vision, but like you realize how much you care about something. That was a pretty clear moment where I was like, wow, I like, yeah. This yeah. is my, like fuck with my whole life. My mom only yeah. has vision one eye, and my DP in high college only had vision one eye. So they they're doing okay, but <laughs> it still yeah. doesn't seem like, I was like oh my god, my world's collapsing.
1: Man, yeah. uh, okay, so then you uh, you graduate, and uh, what what's kind of like the sequence of events that gets you? Uh,
0: yeah, I guess like what's next? What happened next? Um, yeah, I got I got a short. Um, it was a narrative short. It was like this was pre Black Mirror, but it was like a, about like a yeah. social network that took place on a contact lens, and it was about like an editor of that network who like became obsessed with like observing a couple, and it was just kind of like when, we know when Facebook had really started to like take a hold. This was like two thousand ten, yeah. two thousand eleven. Um, so it was like when it was really just feeling like how much it was affecting my life. Um, so that that did well, um, and then I co-directed my first music video. At the same time, which uh, was about exploding cakes. <laughs> um, I don't really like think it really represents me what I would make anymore. It was like you know it was like phantom footage with like exploding cakes, and then you blow on the cake and it explodes in your face. You know it was like for this like electronic <laughs> music song. And uh, I remember, like, I, I sent all the gear back to, like, the camera house and William F. White's, and they were like, there's fucking paint, all of this shit, and they made me come back and, like, clean all the gear, <laughs> and it was like, oh my gosh. Amazing. But yeah, that that got shortlisted, like, the can, like, the ad can uh, lines for the Young Directors Awards, which I had, like, really had no idea what it was. Yeah. Um, and my friend was like, dude, like, we gotta go. And I was like, okay. So the next thing, know we, like, fly there. And we're like, you know, go there. And it's just this, like, crazy, crazy festival. And yeah. I ended up losing, yeah. losing to Gustav Johansson, I'm pretty sure. And I was like, you know, obviously, like, he's incredible. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> That's I was fine. like, <laughs> okay, cool, Gustav. Can I be friends? He's like, no. We actually <laughs> never that. But um, but it was, like, just cool to see, like, all these other directors. That, like, I'd, I'd seen all their work online. And then they were, like, all yeah. there. And I was like, whoa, this is, like, this is, like a community of people. Um And then basically I didn't win, so it was like, you know, you're sitting on the beach afterwards with all the other people didn't win. It's like not really like you can have a conversation with a bunch of people, like, Yeah, everyone's kinda like, No, you lost and you're like, Okay, great. So then like all these Canadian production (laughs) companies luckily kinda gave me attention and they were like, Yeah, let's have a meeting when you get back to Toronto and I was like, Okay um, then I go back to Toronto and then, you know, then I remember just, you know, I was like at 21 or 22, I guess 22. And I was like sitting in these meetings and I was like, yeah, I'm a director just like feeling like I was just lying to everybody. Uh, <laughs> Cause I was just like, yeah, like, yeah. And then, you know, some people I remember just like took me aside and, like, gave me good two-hour meetings about, like, how I wasn't going to make it, and I was like, well, okay, what is making it? Wow. Like, they, just, they took so much time to tell me, like, that I wasn't going to do well, and I was like, dude, or they took me, like, it would be, like, it will be, like, five years until you're, like, directing commercials in Canada, and I was like, okay, that sounds terrible, um, and this one company um, called OBC, hmm. they just, like, the first meeting I had, and they were like, cool, dude, like, let's do it like what's up like let's go make some shit and I was like okay and then I like they just gave me a lot of confidence really quickly in terms of like yeah but they were also just like look nothing's gonna be handed to you like we can give these tiny little opportunities on like super low budget jobs and and you know blah 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 but you're gonna do the work and the only way you're gonna kind of get to the next level is if you can take like bad ideas and make them good you know yeah. Um, so we ended up doing this. I was really into like interactive filmmaking at the time. I don't know why. I Just I thought it was like new, cool shit that people were doing. But we did this like interactive film called Carly's Cafe, which is like based off this girl's experience of being autistic. And she, you know, um, mm-hmm. she wrote a book about her experience. And she's nonverbal, and her parents didn't know that she had like the brain capacity she had the thought she was like, had the brain capacity of like a three or four year old. And she was like 13. She sat down and wrote like my teeth heard on a computer. And they were like, what? And so, so then she wrote a book about being autistic. And she wrote this scene about her feeling being at a coffee shop, which is like, everyone knows what that's like. So it was taking something that was really kind of mundane and showing yeah. how her mm-hmm. experience becomes extraordinary. And then, yeah, then went back and then that got shortlisted for the young director's awards the next year and then end up winning. So that was nice. Um, and then, yeah. yeah, and then after that, that's how I got repped um, by a Swedish production company, b which was, like, it's a really strong company, and they were doing, like, the best kind of, like, interactive work at the time, which I was really into, and then um yeah. was there for two and a half years, and they kind of really, like, broke their backs and worked their asses off and really kind of got me going in the U.S. Then I went to Smuggler two years ago, um, and that's been pretty good. <laughs>
1: what was the hardest part of... of- because the way you're telling the story, it sounds very easy, um, uh, but I'm assuming that it probably was. I mean, maybe it was. You tell me. But I mean, what was the hardest part of of? Well, here uh, I,
0: I don't know. I think that like, I feel like in everything I've done, it's like nothing. Uh, I think I've had, like, good opportunities whatever, but, like, I feel like nothing's been handed to me that was, like, a good idea except maybe River by Leon Bridges. <laughs> you know, it's, like, that. Yeah. I remember when that right, email right. came to me, my heart started beating, and, like, it, it didn't end. <laughs> I, like, didn't that level of energy, like, didn't end until it went online. It was, like, three months of just being, like, don't fuck this up, don't fuck this up, don't fuck this <laughs> up. Um, but everything else was, like, you know, obviously, like, that Carly's Cafe story was, like, it's a beautiful story. So, basically, like, yeah. Was like, but the idea, the script that came to me was like really terrible. And yeah. I was like, wow, this right. is a terrible right. idea. My production company is like, well, we don't want to necessarily invest in this. We don't like the idea. Um, but I was like, look at this story. Like, look what this is. Like, if you tell it, if we just tell a piece of this, like people are gonna like, you know, really feel yeah. something. Um and that kind of hap- that kinda happened. The same thing with like I did this like ESPN thing with smuggler it was like my first job with them. Um uh that was like, you know, it came in with like trying to tell a bit of a different story and I was like, No, like this is you know, Fletcher is such an inspiring person and his story is so incredible and like, you know, we still chat to this day and he's just like, you know, when you when you kinda see that there's something there, um and yeah. you know, if you can tell the story yeah. properly then you kinda do it. So I, I guess I like I don't really feel like I've been like handed like I didn't I didn't really like come out with like, oh, I made that video that like launched my career, or I made this thing that like, yeah. like blew me up. I kind of just like consistently like chipping, 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 yeah. chipping, and just Young. like it's just been this kind of steady rise. And I think yeah. I think what's been good about it is that like it's taken it's given me the time to like hone craft, to like hone know them I'm good at and develop instincts. Like if I just kind of like out of college did two things and suddenly I was like thrown into stuff which you know happened a bit it's like you know you kind of stumble like you know my first commercial in the U.S. was like well over a million bucks and I was like flying around the world and I had no idea what I was doing <laughs> I remember like going to <laughs> a hotel in like Hong Kong yeah. and they yeah. set me down and I was like like here's a cast I was like so do I pick these people or like what do I do like <laughs> I was like just so freaked out um so you know it's yeah. like, that was like that was too fast and you know the job like but you know it, it uh, I think it's just been like a nice steady kind of steady kind of pace, which I think is has been healthy. Yeah.
2: Miles, when you like get a script or an idea that, like you said, is kind of, um, maybe lacks a little bit of creativity in it, like how do you approach, um, taking a crack at it? Do you know what I mean? Like, how do you just like break it down to to something that you're actually going to be behind
0: and enjoy? I think you just have to like be prepared to kick yourself off jobs. Um, you know, with a music <laughs> video, it's like, you obviously like I just kick myself off too, which I kind of regret one of them, but I kind of don't regret the other. But it's like you know, what makes you kick one? Off? What makes you kick yourself off? Like this is the only way I think it can be good. So basically, it's like I think that the whenever I've started a project that like I didn't know really how it was going to turn out or how how I could make it like grow, good, it always goes yeah okay. It's like a good b b job, you know. It's like maybe it goes into real maybe, yeah. yeah. It's only when you like get the job and you're like, oh wow, this is this is the way, and you're like, I feel this is like how you do it, and a lot of times that's like changing or like evolving an idea, or like you know sometimes it's like a whole left turn, you know, and a lot of times, you know, on music videos and commercials, um, especially on commercials because like they've been writing the script for like months and has to go through testing and blah blah blah. there's like you know a huge right. amount of work they have to do to get the script to a certain level sometimes you, they're just like, look, we can't, we can't do that, you know. So you have to be prepared to like hmm. say goodbye to jobs and kick yourself off jobs. And I think what's what's good about that is then, um, if they do the job and it's not good, they'll be like, hmm, fuck, <laughs> like that was maybe the right way to go. And a lot of times, yeah. jobs like agencies and like I don't think it's music videos, it but the agencies have come back and they've been like, okay, cool, like like let's take a crack at this one and. And what do you think about this? Yeah. You know, and I, I guess like most of the jobs I do, like I'm lucky that I feel like most people come to me to like try to take something in, like put evolve it. You know, it's like, it's just the, just the way that right. like, I would bring someone to a cinematographer. I don't tell them everything to do. I'm like, you go do what you're good at. <laughs> and then like, I'll like be like, okay, that's cool. So with music videos, it's a bit tricky because you're obviously starting from like a scratch idea. And, you know, sometimes recently with music videos where I've kind of like, pulled away from them is like when I it, when it was getting into like bigger artists, I was like, we're basically just making an ad for that artist. And I was just like, not really into, right. not really into doing that. You know, I think music videos are a great platform, hmm. but it, you, it just has to kind of all click, you know, or else you're just like yeah. shooting a commercial for
2: a yeah. band for no When way. do you, when do you think you found the, uh, the courage, I guess, to, to get a job and to say like, that's not for me. Or that like the idea didn't go – they didn't like your idea or they didn't want to take the risk with you or something like that. How do you – like when did you get past the idea that like every single job is like very, very, very important and like almost like if I don't take this job, I may not work again? Do you know that feeling I'm talking about? Yeah,
0: I guess it's just like um, what I fear more is doing a job and it's not good. Like I don't fear – it's just like a tricky balance because I feel like at the beginning of my career I was, do, I was not doing a lot of work so I was scared of like making bad things. I think I have a big regret like right. not just making more stuff, more personal, less like agency jobs or you know more just personal work. I just like, I, I regret not making more because I would have probably developed where I am now quicker. But, you know, I, just, I guess I was lucky that like my EP at OPC, this guy named Harland and one of the owners of the company, his name is Tim Godsell and he's like a very good commercial director and he just directed his first film and you know he's very well established he's like an anonymous now um he just they just both told me that advice he was like look you just like you do it that has to be good and that's, that's just the way you do it you know and I think that in treatments especially it's like you need to present yourself with confidence and and a vision and yeah. you're like this is the way it is and you if you go like this is the way or we could do this or we could do this they're like oof I don't know and <laughs> you're making me nervous Yeah, you know, they're all freaked out because like their jobs <laughs> are on the line and their reputations online, and they they may shoot two jobs a year, or one job a year if you're at an agency. Sometimes you know, so like this is high stakes for them, and so you got to be like, this is just right. the way, and this is like the only way I see it being good, and like, <laughs> you know, and I think that there's a lot of there's some jobs where I haven't done that, and I'm like, woof, I really really regretted, regretted not doing it, you know. Wow. Right. Um, but I think I, I don't think you can make decisions based off fear, and I think that's like something to learn. You know, yeah. I think, like, you definitely, there's a there's a balance. Sometimes you're like, yeah, you got to do that job because, like, it's going to, like, buy you living for six months, you know. And right. you need to have, like, right. part of, a practical part of directing is, like, having enough money in the bank account to, like, turn down jobs. And that's, like, a really important thing is if you don't have, like, you can't develop, like, a little bit of a nest, then you're like, oh, my God, I need this job because, like, AT and T is going to kill me. Right, <laughs> you know? and then, so there's a there's a balance where it's like you need to kind of make a certain amount, just like and for me most, most of it is like writing money. You know, it's like you uh, sometimes you just need to make a little cash just so you can like write for a bit of time and create work. You know, most of the work I try and do is all created for myself and I try and originate it. So um, yeah, if you're just kind of going. Per job, per job, you kinda don't give yourself that. So sometimes you might have to do a job you like don't love as much as some other ones, but you know, it'll provide you X, you know, and X is a means to an end. Now if that X becomes bigger and right. bigger and your X now becomes like you have a house and a car and all the shit that you have those like handcuffs on and then you're screwed. So it's like it's, <laughs> right. balance where you're like you can't, you know, you gotta kind of like keep your overhead low, but also, you know, yeah be responsible.
1: All right, Miles. Let's zoom out a little bit, um, and uh, maybe if you have a, a good experience, you can you can uh, share it with us. Uh, what's like the biggest mistake that you've made? Uh, oh fuck. On any, on
0: any project, biggest mistake. Um, like, oof, I don't know. It's tricky. It's like I feel like you don't it's hard to know if like something's a mistake because you just make a decision and you don't know what the other decision would be like. So you can't just be like, Oh wow, like, that was bad. I think the <laughs> yeah. biggest mistake I've made in like earlier on was just like not um, necessarily like not trusting people, but like not enabling people, you know? When I first started, I was like, you know, I, I've got to do this and blah, 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 blah. And then you're kind of like feeling like you, you know, you have to micromanage everybody. And like, I think, the best thing to do is I like being, I like considering everyone I work with like as filmmakers. So like, you know, when I work with a production center, like, yeah. I think they're a filmmaker and they they could direct this. And I like DPs who can direct this. And so a lot of times like, you know, I'll be shooting something and then my DP will be like, just, is it working? It's just not good. <laughs> it's just not good. And I'll be like, yeah, okay, cool. I was like yeah. kind of feeling that in my gut. And I was like, I needed you to reaffirm that. And I think that's when I like, really start to, thrive with the collaboration between people when like someone you know I don't really like working with people who are like this is just amazing look at this like how great this is and a lot of times you get people like that who you work with because they just want you to hire them again and they make your ego feel really good and I find most jobs that are like really brutal and hard and kind of tear you apart turn out the best because everyone's being really critical and everyone's like really there to make something it's like when everyone's having fun and not having I mean, fun that's that's not, not true i have a lot of fun when we shoot and like we're always pretty chill but it's like when everyone's just kind of saying how amazing things are it's kind of like just puts you in this little yeah. false universe and so like yeah. you know especially <laughs> the hard the hard part is is that like you know uh i guess the biggest mistake i've made early on in my career is like believing that was like believing yeah. people that I was around that were like there to fill my ego were right and that I they were honest, you know. And I think that you're coming out and you're trying to work and you're, you know, everyone's insecure, right? So uh, especially at the beginning, you're like, everyone's like, this is great. And you're like, is it great? Okay, cool. Yeah, like, I guess it's great. Yeah. And then now it's like, you're just trying to be normal and you look at what you're shooting and you just, you take the adrenaline away. And I think that's really neat. Yeah. Now I'm just like super chill. Like I'm really fucking like stressy and, and anxious and going a thousand times a second in prep. But then on shoots, I'm just, like, super chill because you just need to normalize it. You need to be, like, on a shoot. You need to be kind of, like, really relaxed. And as soon as you get your adrenaline going, as soon as you get, like, those things going, I find you go. You can get blinders on and you can stop and just not look at it and be, like, this is terrible. <laughs> like, Let's just change yeah. this or let's just move <laughs> it down to the right. So I think that, like, it's it's definitely trying to be, like, you know, lower the like lower the ego and don't let people yeah. fill that because a lot of people want or they're all making i'm making money off you but you hire everybody so you know it's like people don't like to say hey man like i just really not feeling this or like i don't think that's the right call yeah and i'm like and some when people say that you're like okay cool like what do you think and then they're like well what about this and then the next thing i'm like well that's cool but what if we did that and then you're on another journey and you're going down another path and then it becomes like a great like you know uh, yeah. team, team building. So I, I guess like the ego thing was like the biggest thing I think to like worry about it because it's hard when you're starting out because it's so nerve wracking and you're like, yeah. God, like, is this a fluke why I'm here? Like, <laughs> you know, like it took me a while yeah. to be like, okay, this is not a, f- maybe not a fluke. I think I'm supposed to be here. But at the beginning I was like, this is just absurd. Like, why has anybody hired me to do this? Um, so yeah. How hard is yeah.
1: that to like balance that when you know, like you're, you're flying over the world and people are paying you a lot of money to make stuff, uh, and they're patting you on the back and you're hiring them and they, <laughs> they, they feel obligated to maybe like be complimentary. How do you keep your, your, uh, head straight when all that stuff is kind of swirling?
0: I think you just like, I don't know. I think you just, um, I don't know. I meditate a lot, <laughs> Sorry yeah. meditating, but it's like, you know, I think, um, it's just trying to like make it it's like it's it's weird because it's like one time it's like you can come across like you know such an ungrateful person because you're like oh you're like in whatever some cool part of the world doing X and you're like complaining about something but it's like you're just there to make something good if you keep it that simple it's like you know it's not um it's not a. Uh, anything about anything else like you can easily be just kind of mystified by like the process and like oh suddenly yeah. you're like I you know I can't afford my rent but I'm at this like dinner in this restaurant I could never go to <laughs> <laughs> and you know what I mean like and then you're like right. it's easy it's really easy just to get like mystified by all that and I think I was for a, a, a good couple of years like coming out of college because it was just like just hit really fast and really quick and it was like yeah. You know, and I think what was good about it is I learned really early on that, like, none of that made me happy, you know, and, like, none of that I found, f- like, it was fun and it was great. It's, like, I'm very appreciative of all the experiences and it helped me kind of, like, make work that I like to make now. But I think you, it, it was just kind of, like, I wasn't, it, it was, I was very lucky that I, I got all this work really early because it wasn't, like, I was waiting for all these things. I got it and I was, like, okay, cool, I don't want to do this many jobs. Like, I don't want to do 10 jobs in a year. Like, that's not healthy it doesn't let me write it doesn't let me do x y and z so you know that was like just a very like good experience but i think it's just you know as long as you're there just to make something good you're not there to like go for dinners and and like joke in the van with like some person you idolize that you've hired or whatever you know what i mean as long as you just want to be do there and make something good i think that's like yeah that's kind of it
2: you know yeah i have a a quick question jared i'm kind of on that uh topic um on the on the side of a little bit more of the working with clients and stuff like that, have you ever had to bullshit your way into a job?
0: <laughs> well, it's like a uh, yeah, it's like not tricky. It's just like you need to often with with anything, whether it's like you need to sometimes like steer a ship and make it feel like it was somebody else's idea, you know. Um, and that's how you just ha- can't have an ego and get out of trying to get out of like ego battles, you know. So sometimes you're like okay, their, their script is why the client wants Y, but like X is really what they want <laughs> or like X is what I think will make right. it good. You know, because sometimes they're like, you know, we want something young and cool. I'm like, okay, but, you know, you guys obviously aren't. Um, and, uh, and not necessarily the agency, you are more like a client or whatever. And they're like coming to you to give them something, you know. So sometimes you have to like kind of, just strategically sh- like maybe shoot something in a certain order, like shoot the version that they want and then be like, cool, let me just like try this. And then they're like, okay, great. You know, it's like, it's more like how you frame things. And it's not like bullshitting, but I think like, you know, politics is like the most, um, one of the most important parts of filmmaking because at the end of the day, like, yeah. unless you're just super rich, it's like always, you know, somebody else's money, right? Um, and right. If you're things for like five, ten grand and you're spending your money, it's like you're going to be spending someone else so someone else has a big say in what you're right. doing and then unless you're like super lucky and they're just like some billionaire they're like yeah here's like whatever then you're like you yeah. know you still have to you know respect that and I think it's like getting those people on your side and making sure that they're feeling heard and and whatever but yeah there's definitely some times where it's I've probably made mistakes <laughs> like or probably like was like yeah. didn't listen enough and put my head down and it was too strong or whatever you know yeah. but it's that's balance.
2: Do you think there's, like, actual practical things that you've discovered to, um, and, like, also just clarifying, like, it's not, you're not manipulating things. You're not, like, trying to actively kind of manipulate a situation. But just, like, how do you go about, um, like, what are some tools that or or some ideas that you've discovered to get people on your side, even from just a crew level?
0: I think listening is, like, super important. I think, like, when it comes to, like, Mm. clients and whatever, it's, like, listening is, like, the most key thing sometimes like most people just like are there and they you know they want to put you know their stamp on something they've been working for it just as long and they have their own ideas like listening is like super critical and sometimes that's just like you know what needs to be done i think that um it's just it's so it's so hard because i think like it you can't it's hard to say like specific examples because it's just like every day is so different, (laughs) you know, and I think what I like about filmmaking, what I like about directing, and why I like directing more so than probably other crafts is, like, it's just, you're always dealing with people, and, like, one day you're, like, you know, the lead talent has, like, a stomach ache, and the client, like, didn't get a good night's sleep, and next, you know, this is the situation, and it's, like, you know, it's just, like, people have all, we're bringing so much stuff to set. I think, like, what I know for sure in terms of, like, with crew is, like, you know, you just need to know how to do it a bit yourself. Like, you need to get your, be able to be fine and get your hands dirty. And mm-hmm. I think you need to, like, lead by yeah, example. Like, I guess, like, following my father, like, I never, I never sit down, you know? It's like, I never sit down, never kind of, like... I just try and keep always pushing. If someone doesn't want to do it, like, I'll go do it. You know, and it's like, I, a lot of times in yeah. my career, I was like, well, I want to do this and blah, blah, blah. And the camera guy's like, sir, uh, you can't do this and blah, blah, blah. I was like, well, actually, if you just like tape that, like, you tape that fucking filter, the fucking lens, you can fucking do it. So do it. And then he's like, oh shit, okay. And then the next thing you know, he like, he just like, he doesn't look at you like a 24 like a year old kid. He's like, oh, right. okay, cool. Like this guy's not going to fuck around. So because a lot of people, in filmmaking, I think what a lot of people try to do is they like put like a veil over you. So like what you what'll you'll happen is like on, on jobs like, and I'm like you're doing so great and blah blah, blah and they'll try and make you feel all great, and then they'll try and be like yeah we just can't do that because like you know the thing can't happen and blah blah. blah, And I was like but why? Yeah. And I think like I think I, maybe that's a practical tool. I think when you're not getting something that you want, just keep saying asking questions and you go why why okay why why not this why not that okay why. And that's like, once you drill down, you realize usually it's pretty bullshit or it's there's a money problem. And if there's a money problem, then you can call someone and be like, look, every, every decision that's financial is a creative decision. So when people say, hey, you know this is just the budget. I'm right. like, no, you can't make that call. This is my call because if I want to spend, say, 20% of the budget on this location, and ten and two percent of the budget on all the rest, because that location means so much more. That's a creative decision. So don't say, don't tell me yeah. that like, no no no, we need like we can only spend four grand per or whatever, like per location. Like, no, no, no. This thing is like the hero. Yeah, yeah. So whenever people try and do that, you just kind of say, like, no, no, like let's go and sit down and like look at the budget together and like dig in. And I remember right. I had this like thing in Paris, and it was like, you know, the production company worked like it was super great, but they were like, it's just impossible, like, we just can't do it. I'm like, but why? And they're just like, why, why? And then finally they just thought, like, okay, cool. And they like fully, <laughs> fully do what I want. And it's just like, you just, yeah. and, and then she was, I don't know, was, I don't know, we got this fight. And she's like, why are you yelling at me? I was like, I'm not yelling. I'm like, this is the tone of my voice. I'm just so confused why you're lying to me. And I just want to know why I can't get into this hotel room. And they're like, da-da-da. And then finally, like, wow. you know, I'm Like in the hotel room, I'm like, okay, cool. So it did happen. And I think it's just, like, you just keep it cool. But I think if you just keep asking questions. And I'm, the way I kind of yeah. try and position it, because, like, I would be pissed off if, like, I guess I'm, like, 27 now. But I'd be pissed off if I was, like, you know, middle-aged and this 27-year-old guys like just grinding me you know in front of all these people I'd be like pissed so I think you I always yeah. take this perspective of like cool so I don't really know why like just trying to be like humble and be like I don't really understand so maybe you could just explain it to me like if you could just tell me why we can't do this or like why yeah. this can't happen just take a very like humble approach and like sometimes like I don't really shoot with a lot of toys so sometimes when like a toy comes out, all these guys are blah 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 thing, blah this thing and blah I'm like, cool. So just right. like, do you want to explain to me? Or like, when somebody when you know you're working with somebody they don't know and they're trying to like posture over you, you're like, cool. Just tell me how this car mount works. Or like, what's the better one? I'm like, you guys know better than me. So like, why don't you tell me about that? Like, just not trying to pot like not trying to pretend like you know what you're doing. I think is really important. Yeah, right. I think when I was a camera assistant, someone told me he was like, if you make a mistake once, that's okay. But if you make the same mistake twice, like you're gonna be fired. So if you don't understand something, like, ask. Like, asking questions is never, never be embarrassed about that. And I guess that's a practical thing I think is really important, especially when you're like, you know, fuck, there's so much to learn, you know? It's like in, I think you just, like, take a humble approach, but like, cool, like, tell me about that (laughs) because I have no idea. Like, tell me why we can't shoot that at dusk because I really, really want to, you know, and and then, you know, and then people, you bring people on your team as opposed to, like, I think some people... You know, would be like, no, I want to do that, and they'll put their arms up, and then the producer, then you're in a fight, and then you're in a battle, and then you're not making stuff with people, you're making stuff against people.
2: Yeah.
0: Usually on a producer, if I haven't worked with them, and I'll be like, or people I don't know, I'm like, look, just don't be an accountant. Like, help me make this. Like, let's make something together. We're gonna spend two and a half weeks together. Let's just make something. You know, and if we're gonna go through stuff, but like, let's do it together and let's make stuff. But if if sometimes I've had people I've haven't clicked with, and they just like they make it a fight. And then I'm like, why are you making this so tough? <laughs> like, why are you doing this? Like, let's do this together. Yeah. And then I think that's that's maybe a practical thing and a perspective that will help. What
2: What, what have you found is, like, the uh, the outcome of, of being that
0: way or, um,
2: yeah, approaching things that way, like, just from a, a relationship standpoint?
0: I, I don't know. I think, like, I'm lucky that I think I have, like, a good relationship with, like, a lot of crew members and producers, and I think that's, like, just kind of evolving, like you, I work with like the same group of DPs all the time, like obviously they're always like running around and like shooting amazing stuff and unavailable, but you're kind of like balanced in the same group, like producers I kind of click with, production owners, I think, you know, I guess like uh, trying to work in a more like calm, meditative kind of <laughs> present way, I think makes people feel like you know, uh, a bit more at ease, you know, they still, and then you still got to be like, no, if it's not good, like, dude, like we're buddies and we're laughing in the van five minutes ago, but this doesn't look good. Like we need right. to fix it. And then yeah. go, okay, right. cool. But they they respect you. And I think it's like, people enjoy the process. I think there's just like, there's a lot of directors who like make process like harder than it needs to be. And I guess I just never wanted to be a a, a director where people go like, damn, that guy's fucking asshole. <laughs> you know, it's like, and I'm sure some people think I'm an right. asshole, but it's like, I, I think, I'd much rather be a director, like, yeah, man, working with him was, like, super chill, the guy, like, knows knows what he's doing, knows what he wants, but it's, like, he also made the process, like, fun, and I think sometimes, like, you know, even, like, my DP on a job, I don't know, I'm not going to, like, get into details, but, like, we're really good friends, and we had, like, a head-to-head fight, and it was, like, things over email before a shoot, and it got really gnarly, and... You know, and then, like, the next day on set, we just sat down. I was like, dude, this this was what happened. I really don't think that was fair. And he was like, well, I thought this was happening. I was like, well, this is miscommunication. And he just, like, hit it in the head. And then yeah. five minutes later, we're, like, laughing and, like, joking around. You know, and I think it, right. it, as long as you're kind of just, like honest with people, I feel like, I don't know. I think people also just be, I don't know. I think people just make things harder than they need to be because sometimes it's, yeah. like, out of insecurity. And it's, like, let's you know flex my muscles and let I don't know I don't know I think I just like to have people enjoy being around <laughs> yeah. on the job and I think I think that you just get this like palpable feeling especially when everyone's like happy to be there and it's not like everyone's laughing and jo- joking everyone's like really focused and serious but it's like there's this feeling when people like respect you and everyone's happy to be there and that's when you really make like beautiful stuff you yeah. know when people are like a bit jaded it's it's a disease you know and I've had a couple of things who we are friends and my friends may be, like just t- talk to a crew member the way I didn't like, and I was just like pulled them aside. side. I'm like, look, you mm-hmm. can decide to, like deal with your crew, but like on like a set that's mine, just don't speak to anyone like that because like you just kind of ream somebody out and then someone from a different department was just right beside them and it just fec- affects them, you know, and then that person feels like funky. Right. And then it's next thing you know, it's like someone's got to go get something from the truck. You know how they're going to take five, 10 minutes. They're not going to be three minutes. You know, they're going to like maybe have a cigarette. That's- And it's like those little things are like so important because it's like, dude, if you're only as fast as like your slowest crew member, (laughs) you know. So I think, and I just because I guess I've had a you know short amount of time doing that stuff. And sure, like when I felt a director didn't know what he was doing, or I felt like my people I was working for were assholes, like I was like, you want me to go get that? Okay, you know, (laughs) gonna go get that. And then like you know, it just take longer. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know, I think it, I'm not sure people have, like, having, enjoying being there, you know? And enjoy, I think the most important thing is, like, feeling what they're making has some meaning or they're happy with what they're making, you know? And I think even if you're, it's a commercial or whatever, you gotta be like, dude, we're gonna do this and look if we can get this, this, and this and your department gets excited and their part people get excited. Like, there's an energy yeah. of, like, not just, like, we're going through the motions. I think you really have to, like, inspire people to, like, we're here, let's make something, let's not waste our time. And from my point of view, I'm like, you know, I could be at home, like, you know trying to not be single so like if i'm here and i'm like in a hotel with you, like <laughs> let's just like let's, let's spend this time properly like let's not do this half-ass yeah. because like we're all sacrificing our personal lives to be here so let's like make it count and i right. think that's yeah. just something i learned from like growing up
2: this season of good is sponsored by music bed music bed is now accepting submissions for their 2017 film initiative Head over to filminitiative.musicbed.com to submit your best film idea and treatment for a chance to win a prize package worth over $70,000, including $20,000 in cold, hard cash. So this is a chance to dust off that old script, or maybe start fresh in a new one, for a chance to make your film a reality. They'll be accepting entries from today, March 7th, to March 24th, with the winner announced on April 7th. As always, you can use promo code Good to get 20 percent off any order at musicbet.com. For more than a decade, Kessler Crane has been designing and manufacturing innovative tools for filmmakers, including camera cranes, jibs, motion control systems, sliders, dollies, tripods, and other camera accessories. They also have a commitment to making products in the USA.
1: For more info, go to kesslercrane.com/good. That's k-e-s-s-l-e-r-c-r-a-n-e.com/good. Also enter the code good podcast during checkout. Save 10% off your entire order.
2: Now let's get back to the show.
1: One, uh, congrats on the Grammy nomination. That's amazing. Thank, thank you. Uh, tell me about working with uh, with Chase. What was that like? I know you guys have done a couple of things, but that that project specifically, what was kind of the working relationship between you two?
0: Yeah, I guess, like, you know, Chase Chase is from Vancouver as well. He's, like, you know, a little bit older than me, but, like, you know, kind of knew about him through some friends. Um, He's obviously Canadian. Um, You know, I think Chase and I, that's, like, the the fourth thing we did together or whatever. Um, Yeah. You know, and Chase, like, you know, I think I have to give a lot of credit to Chase in terms of, like, I think he taught me more than anything about, like, how to be creative on set and protecting Said is like being a creative space. And I like huh. owe him a lot of credit to that because like, well, you know, I used to be like, okay, cool, here's my shot list, like ding, 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 like let's get it, bam, 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 bam. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, he'd be like, let's just stop and let's just like everybody leave, and let's just like look at what we're doing. <laughs> and I'll be like, why are you talking so quiet? <laughs> you know? And then uh, i would be like, you know, Chase is like, at the beginning I was like, just so like, and like Chase if you're listening, I'm sorry, I like, love you. But it was like, it was really intimidating. It was, by, it was so intimidated by Chase at the beginning. Cause I was like, man, this guy is like so much more, more intense and hardcore yeah. than me. But it, it's like, what he really taught me was this like, this idea of creating something in that moment and finding something that's special in that moment. And yeah. and I think, you know, I used to kind of be a bit more energetic, a bit more frazzled, and I think he taught me so much about kind of, like, I think, the, a more, like, meditative presence of being on set. Um, yeah. And that, that I guess, when you kind of, like, lose the sense of, like, here's my goal and what I'm doing, it kind of, like, you can look at it a bit more objectively. And I think things can kind of, like, evolve more. So, like, you know, for example, we were shooting this, like this one scene of one of the girls in, in, um, in Baltimore where she walks through uh, these project housings and there's all these like poles or whatever, right? And there's all these yeah. poles and I guess when I was doing all this research for it, I was hanging out and I always thought it was so beautiful when all these poles had all these um, clothes, like sheets, just blowing. I just thought it was really beautiful. And I kind of wanted to do this shot mm. where you're on this girl and you see all these whimsical um sheets blowing in the wind and then you come out of it and you reveal like where she is, you know, so it's kind of this like tenderness found in something really hard. Yeah. And so, you know, we were shooting it and it just wasn't working. <laughs> and it was like I was trying to force it and it was like this and blah blah blah. And Chase is like, Mile, let's stop and let's think about this for a moment. And it's like, you know, it's just hammering, hammering. He's like, no, stop. This just isn't good. And I was like, yeah, I agree. This is like not working. So then we just like crew takes like five minutes. Everyone just stops, we're like, you know what, maybe all we really need is just like on her back and we see these like poles and they kind of look like crucifixes. Like there was something kind of metaphorical about that in itself and and then we just found a shot that ended up being way better and I have to give like a lot of credit to Chase because he's, again, he goes, you know, it's so easy on set, it's a bit uncomfortable, but what I do now is like, you know, you, you location scout, and you see a bunch of stuff, and then you. I always try and get my DPS to come before the tech scout, you know, because if they just come in the tech scout, there's nothing creative for them to do. So I always like shortlist mm-hmm. my locations, and then I get the DPS, try and get them a bit earlier, and then we go to locations, we pick them, and then sometimes we'll even like like when Chase and just like that Malkovich little short thing. We went. Chase and I went back to the locations, just me and him. And it's like, and or the production designer was there, and we like creatively like sat in the space and talked about it. And just took the time because as soon as you go into a tech scout, the tech scout is all like, there's a whole crew is like, bam, 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 like do this, do this, and this. Back in the van, and then, and then you're on the set, and then you're shooting, and like the creative time's a bit over. So if you've already kind of like had Mm -hmm. all these creative conversations before your tech scout, and you've kind of really digested them, you've had dinner later and talked about it. You've had this time to really kind of like know what you're doing. Then the Tech Scout, it's just purely technical. and You don't have to like talk through shots too much. It's just kind of like, this is what we're doing. Um, And then on the day, because you guys are like, you've prepared so much, you can be spontaneous. And I think that's like, the perspective that I like, I've tried jobs where I was like, let me, I'm just going to go in and just do it all off instinct. I'm like, well, that's not very good. <laughs> and then I've done jobs where I'm like, I'm going to plan every single little detail. It's like the finest core mm-hmm. and it's like so soulless, you know? And I think yeah. like, you know, as Denis Villeneuve like, you know, says, you know, it's in some interview I thought was really nice. He just was like, I prepare to be spontaneous. So he was like, I prepare like hmm. every detail so I can forget it all. And it's kind of like to be cheesy and talk about sports, but it's like. Sports metaphor, you practice, 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 and you get on the game. If you're thinking during the game, you're not going to be present and you're going to make a bad pass and you're going to make the wrong decision. Yeah. Right. If you're not thinking and if you're there and you're just kind of like reacting and feeling things. And I think that's really important. It's like on set, it's so easy to like have, I think directing is like this combination of being super practical and super intuitive. It needs to kind of know when to put the intuition and when to put the practical mindset. So, like, Tech Scout, sure, this is like, You know, being very practical and and it's all intellect. And then when you're on set, you need to be, like, more on your gut. You're like, this isn't feeling right. I don't know why, but let's just follow this other thing because this feels kind of better. You know, and I think when you're on set, sometimes you're just thinking, like, wow, I've got four minutes, blah, blah, blah. And sometimes you just need to go, like, cool. Like, we're going to set the shot. Like, I only want the AD here and the talent. And a lot of times, like, it's really uncomfortable because you'd be with all these people and we're all laughing and fun. Okay, cool. Now everyone leave. (laughs) Everyone walk away. And yeah, then, like, we're just right. going to figure this out. And sometimes, especially with blocking with, like, actors, it's, like, very adamant about, like, protecting that as, like, a creative space on the day. So it's, like, sure, even if it's not working, if we have an hour and a half to shoot the scene, I'd much rather spend 30 minutes, like, blocking it and making sure, like, what we're doing is really special. Mm-hmm. And I think with Chase, what I think, you know, what he really brings is a lot of times he's, like, there's just nothing special about this. Let's find it and make it special. And I think, you know, he adds those little elements you know and and the same thing is like with the other DPs I work with I think everyone I work with has a different way of getting about that I think Chase is you know is is great at that but I think everyone everyone does the same thing it's like you know with Chase launch so with Chase it's a very different experience and I would be with like you know Steve Annis or Evan Forskowski or like Julie Lee Bieber or just like most recently like, Greg frazier like they're all very different experiences but we all like I think they all feel the same <laughs> at the end, you know, so but yeah, I yeah. think Chase, we just like yeah. on that job, we kind of got to this place where we kind of had like trust each other, and we both I really like how delicate he is with the camera, and I feel like that was yeah. really important cool in that in that video to um yeah. frame and shoot people in a way that like felt really respected and and delicate, yeah you know?
1: so miles, yeah. you're you're uh, balancing all of these things <laughs> in your mind, trying to create space for um to be creative and then also be like really over prepared. And then you walk on set, and John Malkovich is waiting on you to direct him. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
0: Tell me about that. So John's experience. like the sweetest, sweetest man ever. So, like, I think, you know, we we did like three things for him, right? We did like this little short film thingy, and then we did um, these two spots. Um, and the first thing we did was the two spots. Um, but like, I had previously had flown to New Orleans and like with the agency, and, and, um, had uh, like a seven-hour meeting with him where I was just like just download just tell me everything and like I learned yeah. like you know John basically his foray into acting was his dad was like really strict he's like how could I just piss off my dad like so much you know what I'm gonna do the stupidest <laughs> fucking thing for university I'm gonna go into costuming for university just to fuck with my dad <laughs> so he went into costuming and he was like doing wardrobes for theater and he's like you know what's stupider than like or dumber than being in, in, in costuming he's like being an actor in theater how ridiculous and so then he was like went into that and so he was like basically he's like I've been designing clothes since I was like in college and so he's had this like passion for so long wow. um, so he just like got all this like kind of download from him but he's like the sweetest sweetest man I think what you know he uh yeah it was just intimidating for me because he was like look he's like I've been really wanting to do this for a long time Um, and Mm. this is like maybe my true passion, you know, I, you know, I love acting, but he's like, this is, I wouldn't stop acting, but like, I really want this to work. I've been trying for like eight years. And he was kind of like, you know what, if this doesn't really work, I might just stop. And I was like, Oh God, (laughs) I was like, I really want this to work. Um, you know, and then, you know, he just, he just, I think he's, you know, he said, uh, I think I like, you know, he said this to me before we started shooting. He goes, you know, you know, Miles, um, there's just really no bad. Uh, there's just no really no bad actors. There's just only really bad directors. You know, like anyone can give a good performance. It's really funny how that works. And I was like, oh yeah, John. Malkovich. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. And um, so like we we started off like, you know, doing these first two spots where it was like he's kind of like he's playing a parody of himself. Like John Malkovich is not a guy who yells like he's yep. just the softest man i'm like i'm like can i call you dad like is that cool because um, like, <laughs> if you're not it's fine but like if, if yes that's awesome um but he's like the sweetest man i think in that short film like his personality and his vibe in that i think is very much what john is like and i think i'm happy i guess i'm most happy about that project because yeah. that piece, i feel like that's what he's like he's just the kindest sweetest man and in those other two spots, like, sure, he's fucking yelling at a computer. And, like, you know, I think that those are, like, you know, everyone knows it's, like, the the parody Malkovich, you know. I just, yeah, um, right. But yeah, it was, like, it was intimidating. I remember this one moment where it was, like, we had a version of the, like, script where he finds out he doesn't own com, And, you know, that always brings in all this stuff. Like, I don't <laughs> know how he feels about that movie, you know. It had, it had a big impact on his life, you know. So it was, yeah. like, and it was a version of the script where there was, like, this was the first thing we were shooting, and there was a version of the script where there was this bird that talked to him. So, you know, we're doing the spot, and um, I'm like, okay, John, that's great. So, like, you know, let's try this version with the bird. He goes, okay, okay, Miles, okay. And I'm like, so you know where the bird is? He's like, yeah, yeah, got it, okay, mm-hmm, great, okay. And I'm like, sweet, okay, bird time. So then I go back to the modern and he's doing the doing the fucking take. And then he missed it in the, in the part of the take where it has to be like fairly precise because it's like a short amount of time. He didn't do the bird thing. So then I was like, oh fuck, in my head I'm like, do I cue John Malkovich on camera? Like some people don't like that, what should I do? I think some people hate that, some people are kind of cool, but whatever, let's just see what happens. And so I'm like, and bird, and he turns to me and goes, don't ever fucking tell me, fuck it, I'm doing my fucking thing, what the fuck are you doing? And I was like, I just like, I almost pee my pants. I was like, "Oh my god!" I just got yelled at by John fish <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" And like, then he kept on yelling, and he—I realized he was yelling at the bird in the take. And I was like, "Oh thank god!" Because <laughs> I, like, I just—I was, like, was like, "Oh my god!" This is like probably the worst moment that's ever happened to me, and I feel like such a fucking idiot. I just—I just gave a oh shit cue, and I'm such a hack. What the fuck am I doing here? And then I was like, he's like, oh. And I was like, and I come to him, he's like, so what would you think of that one? I was like, that was believable. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I "I felt that one. (laughs) Um, Yeah, he made Um, it really easy. He was just like, you know, there's one, I don't know, it's like, there was a, we shot in this hotel room that was like stupidly expensive and we had to like fly the, Manager of the hotel from Vegas for the fucking eight hours we wanted to shoot there, but like it was his favorite hotel room and it's like the I don't know it's a beautiful hotel room, so it's was like we have to do it. And so we flew this manager and it's like only in commercial budgets, but we like flew the manager from <laughs> Vegas back to Paris to like sit there while we shot. And he was like, "You have to be out by six p.m." And it was like five thirty, and we only shot we had like a whole scene to shoot, so it was half an hour. And then the guy manager's knocking on the door, and like my producer can't block him <laughs> anymore. And he comes and he's looking at me. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm so sorry. We're gonna be like done so quickly. And then John's like, Sir, I would just love it if you just gave us like just a bit of time. It would be the, mean the world to me. And he's like, Okay, John. And then we start shooting. And next thing you know, I'm like, Okay, we gotta get scene see the stairs. And John's like carrying gear, like and helping us move shit. Oh my and gosh. It was, it was like it was just funny because like, it kind of got to that level when it was like you were like. Um, you know, making movies, and your mom was, like, making the, the lunch for everybody, which was yeah. definitely, like, the best lunch that, like, I ever had on set, like, 11 a Monday <laughs> lunch. Yeah. We were but it was, like, when John was, like, doing that, and, like, because we, we, we shot, like, those two spots in one day, and then that, that three-minute thing, which, you know, I think it covers February Ground. We only shot that in two days, so that was, like, a really wow. super quick, like, yeah. we knew we we had to get, like, bam, 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 bam. So, and I wanted it to feel, like, a, a bigger story, so it was just, like, you know, working with him was, like, such a... Such a such a pleasure. He's like is is also like That's feels amazing. really cool when you like give someone direction, and then they do it. <laughs> You're like, I'm like, <laughs> it's like really cool because like usually yeah. I like working with a lot of real people because like eighty percent you work with real people. Eighty percent of what you shoot's terrible, but then like ten percent is good, and then five percent is quite good, and then like the last like five to two percent is like phenomenal. You know, so yeah like that leon bridges Mm -hmm. video everyone just was like you know lives there it's all their community it's like that's all real so it's like you get these moments that are like no one could act and do that you know but then a lot of times you're working with actors that are great but a lot of times you have to cast someone who's like not you know acting that often and so it's just like woof, this is hard and like we try like so let's just try it but imagine like you know your wife is now saying this and then he does this and it's like you're like wow I was like, everyone see that? Do you guys see that? Do you see what happened? <laughs> I was like, that was, that was like a pretty fucking cool experience where you could just yeah. like dial something in with someone. I was like, you know, never had to work with someone of that caliber. So yeah, that was a, that was a special yeah. experience.
1: Yeah, thanks for thanks for hopping on. See. And uh, best of luck at the Grammys.
0: Yeah. We'll, see we'll be rooting you on. Yeah, when yeah, <laughs> this little arrow of Lost yeah. and then people will know that I was, you know, <laughs> but yeah. All right, guys, we'll,
1: uh, let's keep in touch. Yeah, sounds good. Thanks, Miles. This episode of Good was mixed by Christian Stropko, or as we like to call him, Christian Number Two.
2: As always, our music today was created by Cubby. That's Cubby with two B's, and you can check out more of his music at CubbySounds.com.
1: Also, this season of Good is produced by our new friend Mary Taylor who'd also like to say something.
2: I f-ing hate you guys. To find out more info about today's episode, make sure to go to goodthepodcast.com.